So we're back with the our second book talk, and I'm Angelo. I'm Ava. I'm Mia. I'm Thomas. And this is our podcast. So the book I'm reading is called Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. Wow, so that, millionaire. Uh, so think Graziosi? Did you, yeah, did Graziosi. You, did you actually look him up to, by chance? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I'm gonna yeah. say, I wonder if he's actually like a millionaire. Yeah, yeah can he you imagine probably, he wrote a book about millionaires? He's, but he's not a millionaire. Yeah, he's just oh, middle class, pretty, just like a pretty normal dude. Yeah, I should have done that. Ouch. Yeah. Well, um, I, I these questions. Okay, so obviously we know about who the author is. Um, so what genre is it? It's uh, it's like an educational type book. You say like self help? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You and your self help books. Yeah, I know. It's just. Yeah, so you really. I just need help in life. Yeah. You know? Obviously. <laughs> um, how long is it? It looks like pretty beefy. It's it um, like two hundred. 40 pages? Yeah, 240. Yeah, did you say it was a quick read though? Like, it was entertaining? I wouldn't say entertaining, but it was just like something like, oh, before I like, I was just waiting, just like, oh, let me just read a few, get a few pointers from this book. That's yeah. pretty much how I kind of read mean, it. I mean, do you plan to be a millionaire? I don't plan on it, but I want to. So essentially, yes. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess so. Okay, so this, I mean, would you say this book was helpful? Um, yeah, I would say like, some of it's helpful, like because it's kind of hard to say because obviously yeah because like the basic premise high like, school. The well, basic, yeah we, I'm just saying yeah. like can you reading this book you can envision yourself in this book. I can envision myself doing some of the things but I don't know if like it really like be like actually like that helpful in what he says because like the basic premise of it was like taking where you are right now in life to where and then you like take yourself to where you want to be in life, kind of, okay. like, using success habits and implementing them into, like, your daily routine. Yeah. So it's not like you, it's not like you add time to your day to, like, oh, I'm going to go do this because it says that. It's, like, replacing, like, your actions with, like, other things that, like, help you in the future. So it's basically, like, being more beneficial. So yeah. instead of watching, you know, Netflix, you should probably, like... You could, like, watch Netflix and do homework at the same yeah. time. Kinda. Okay. Yeah, okay, that makes so sense. Like I get that. that. Okay, so is it, I mean, like, how'd you find it? Did you find it online, or someone recommended uh, it to you? My, <coughs> my grandmother gave it to me, actually. Oh, really? I always do this. I always wait till last minute to get a book, and I just go in her room and find one. That's what happened with the last book, too. Exactly, Look at yes. That. Look at My that. grandma's very helpful. I could tell, what, she wants to be a millionaire, and what was the oh, other yeah. book? Oh, yeah. The other book was about, um, like, like health. health. This yeah. One's, yeah, this one's about, like, So habits. you're going to be a healthy millionaire. Oh, thanks yeah. Thanks to Grandma, Grandma Cuba. <laughs> all right. True. Um, so what point of view is it? I mean, is it first, it's second? All, it's all point of views, because, like, he, like, gives examples, like, about, like, say he's doing this or like she's doing this and he talks about his life so he uses I and he uses you yourself okay so like the, he basically gives analogies right yeah yeah I like analogies I feel like analogies really like help so like so like idea. one example he gives is like he says like think of your bad attitude and like someone like think of it as someone taking away your happiness and joy and just like ignore ignore all the bad advice from that unqualified person in your life and work on like your strengths and your your strengths more than your weaknesses. So that's like an example of like 
Is, is you like second person? You yes, yes, second, second person? person? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, it's basically he's saying like treat negativity as another person and you yeah. cancel it out of your life. Gotcha. Oh, that's good. Wise. Yeah. <laughs> Wise. Wow. Wise. Um, so, how would you describe the like the tone? Would you say it's pretty formal? I mean, it is about like being a millionaire. You can't really be funny about. Yeah, that. no, it's like, it's literally, oh, no. it's literally. I feel like, like you could kind of make it like a chill. No, it is was, it like a chill book yeah, or is it, it very rigid? It wasn't. It wasn't like funny. It was just straightforward. I'm just like oh, okay. you do this and this will happen. So would you say it's like dry? That. Yeah, it's pretty dry to be honest. So would you recommend this book to anyone? I mean, if you're like, if you're, I don't know, it's kind of like. It's not like really a something like. You think college students in. would like that, like freshman college students? I don't know. Like, I don't think so because like most maybe of the like stuff. Maybe like someone getting their masters. Yeah, especially in like business. Yeah, or maybe something like, like someone that. like working their way up towards something and like they need like it's like they're like kind of lost in what they're doing maybe. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. follow up question would be: Would you read another book by the same author? No, I think I'm. <laughs> Dang. I think I think I'm over reading all these tips in life. Helping things. Dude, you don't think they're beneficial. Your book was well, too so dry, they are, man. but like, you only there's only so many like tips and stuff someone you could get from something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The do thing you remember that'll... them? Like, do you remember a lot of them? Yeah, like, like one of them was, uh, like you first first you figure out where you are right now, and then you ask yourself where you're trying to go, and then you ask yourself the why. That's he said. That's how you have to start everything in your life. Yeah. Like when you're when you're starting something. Do they ever like talk about like long-term self-questions, talking about like, will this matter in a week or will this matter in 10 years? Yeah, they say that. A lot? Yeah, or? they're like, um, they're, like think of it as someone, someone says this to you in a few days, that's not going to matter to you at all. Yeah. In my opinion, it's so true. Yeah. I was like listening to the song earlier and it was, mm-hmm. it was um, a sample from one of the, the Simpsons oh, and yeah. it was like saying, Oh, today's the worst day of my life. And then Homer Simpson, it's the worst day so far. True. Uh, like, it's yeah, true. You could have a way worse day somewhere yes. else. Somewhere like, down the road. Exactly. So it's kind of like a, not a very great way to think about it because then you're like, oh, great, I have something worse to come up to. But yeah. point being is that what you're feeling now isn't going to be like that forever. Yeah, and it kind of gives you mentality to prepare for the worst. Because if you think like... Okay, this day was terrible, but then a week from now, you know there's a possibility that you'd have like the worst day of your whole life, literally. Then you could mentally prepare for that, for that, uh, like whatever happens that day. Yeah, or like you know, nothing's gonna be as bad as that. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that might give you anxiety because you're just like uncertain about the future, but. I mean, it's all about. It's better than being unprepared. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I kind of like that idea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So last question: If you could say anything to the author, what would it be? Uh, what was I? I had this in my head a second ago. It's kind of like if you could, what was the question? If you could, if what? you could say it, one thing to the author about the book, what would it be? I mean, I would say just spice it up, man. Yeah, like, like that. But it was like I, I would be excited like, about being a millionaire, not bored out of my mind about being yeah. a millionaire or a millionaire or both. It'd be interesting. Does he talk about his like coming up story, like how he's like starting, like his beginnings at all, or no? Because there's that one guy on Ty Lopez that he just like, he's on every single YouTube advertisement. He's like, I was living in a trailer and I have a 12 car garage. Look at my bookshelf. 
No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No. Doesn't um, doesn't like give like a big premise on his entire life, but he does. He does. <laughs> he does give like little examples of like what he was doing and like how it changes. <laughs> oh, well, Miss Wiggins, you just took my phone. Anyway, back <laughs> oh, to the so podcast. <laughs> and uh, I want one quote like that stood out to me. It was kind of, like, I don't kind of don't understand it. That's why it kind of stood out to me. It said, he said, people who push their agendas or want to be heard or explain why it should go their way literally become silent and thoughtful. Gotcha, okay. I don't really understand what that uh, means. That kind of reminds like, me of, like, a Confucianism um, passage that kind of goes, um, those who know don't tell and those who tell don't know. Basically saying, like, people who figured it out don't need to prove that they figured it out. They don't need to tell people, like, hey, like, what I'm doing, blah, well, It's basically blah. that idea of, like, yeah. cockiness. Like, you don't need to... Pr- yeah. If you're trying to tell someone, you're basically trying to prove it to them when you're... Because you're actually... Unless they ask about it, but if you just voluntarily being like, oh, look what I'm doing. Well, yeah, it's, just, it's, like, it's all about your actions standing for themselves yeah. rather than their words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like if someone's like, oh, you're lying, and you're just like, okay. Yeah. Believe like, me that, yeah, like, you can your, believe that I'm lying, I don't care. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, or, like, if people, like, are talking bad about you and you care so much about it, it's because you believe it yourself. By you yeah. saying, like, trying to correct it and by you trying to prove yourself means that you believe that yourself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, I can't, I, I mean, I know where you're coming from. But, yeah, you think that's, uh, what, what Miss McGinnis is, uh, feeding to hear about your book? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Well, let's transition over to... Thomas. Yep. Reading what, Thomas? What are you reading? So I'm reading a book called Vi- the whole. This is the whole title: Virus X, tracking the new killer plagues out of the present and into the future. And basically, what he does is he, he he's an MD. I don't know what that actually means. I think medical doctor, maybe. I don't know. I just know that like a PhD is has to do with philosophy. Like you're kind of a master in that field, but he's an MD. And he talks about different diseases. So he talks about one, he talks about diseases that pop up in a really obscure area and then they just disappear after a while. But he talked about how, how terrible it would be if they got out of hand. And at the end of the book, he talks about like a supreme master plague that would perfectly wipe out the human race. Um, and it's pretty interesting. The very first one, he talks about this plague. I think it was called like, uh, it was called like vein filterism or something. Oh, capillary leak. And it's basically talking about these patients. I think it was a woman, a Navajo woman, uh, so a Native American. And she talks about how like, or he talks about her and how what happened to her was this disease made these tiny holes in her blood cells and her, her capillary veins. And what happened was she was losing all this blood pressure and then her heart would have to work extra hard to push all this blood throughout her whole body. And basically you have the left and right uh, ventricle of the heart and the left ventricle is the one that pushes out all the oxygenated blood. And at first...
So where I was at, I was talking about the left and right heart ventricles, and basically what happened was her heart had to work way harder to pump them out, pump the same amount of blood out into her body. And doctors didn't really know what they were doing. They started putting IVs of oxygenated blood through her body, kind of giving her a slow transfusion over time, blood transfusion. Would that be, is that what you use to cure like? Like um, leukemia? Yeah, yeah. leukemia. So wow. like leukemia is just cancer and blood cells. It's What's all good. It's kind of like, it's, hmm. science and medicine. yeah, it's science and medicine. Cause it's this guy who he's a scientist talking about big diseases or diseases that could have been big. And then he talks about a combination of all of them, but then, uh, they end up never finding a cure to it. And it ends up just yeah. dying out with a 58 year old Icelandic woman who she was like the last person to have it. Did he um, say why? Why what? Oh no, they just, that's the thing, the whole point of the book is just, they don't really know where these diseases come from, and rarely they'll find, and if they do know where it so comes they from, they rarely... never find a cure though, like never... No, sometimes they do, but rarely, like, he talks about Ebola and how it originated from bats and stuff like that, but he won't really go into saying, like, the specifics of where it originated and where it died out. Um, but then the next pretty interesting disease, I think it's something called phylum chordatia or something like that. And basically what they found was people were bleeding out of every single hole in their body and they would get a really bad fever and they would just die after like a week or two. I think it's phylum chordata. Wait, so is it real or fake? Yeah, these are all real diseases. It's like you bleed out of all your pores. But like... Yeah, it's like your eyes, ears, nose, mouth, rectum, and I think like... Oh, so yeah. not your pores, so more like your actual, like... No, yeah, like, that, the like, actual holes of your body. Saying, like, what it's caused from, or...? So, basically, what happened was, he talks about this guy, the scientist in Oxford, who, he got really interested in it, and then he decided to give the disease to test mice, like, lab, lab rats, and some of them made it through, some of them didn't, and I think, like, two out of a hundred made it alive. Um, but they still underwent the whole, all the symptoms that humans had. And what happened was he dissected one of the, one of the um, rats from, that had the disease. And when he went to the, to the liver, he said it looked kind of like a pruned finger. If you leave, have you ever taken a shower for so long and then your fingers yeah. get like yeah. wrinkly and stuff? Or like from the like its liver looked like that instead of a smooth, uh, like, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looked like a prune or something, like a raisin. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, why does it look like this? And he puts it under a microscope, and he finds out that this virus, what it did was it would take the it would take the liver, and it would take all the essential foods out from the liver, and it would essentially change the liver into small strings, just like, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like, it's like getting cantaloupe and just like scratching a fork across it and you just get these really weird fibery strings and that's how their livers ended up that's and disturbing. yeah like it's disgusting. That's disgusting and what happened was the animals couldn't without their livers they couldn't process any toxins so then whatever was happening outside of that disease was just completely affecting them and that's why he named it phylum chordata because I think chordata is the name for liver and then phylum is the name for a string in Latin. So that's what they named it. And then at the end of the book, he talks about like the perfect virus that would wipe out the human race. And he basically says that it would actually be a fungal based virus, basically saying that it would be so 
fungus is really interesting because it's one of the only things to spread through spores. And basically what that means, it's kind of like a ball on the ground that has one hole on the top and then at a random instance in time, it'll just pop and all these spores will go everywhere and it's it'll be like, carried by the like wind. Pollen. Yeah, exactly like pollen, except for it doesn't go out once. And then wherever that, wherever those, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Pores yeah. are. Huh? Pores? No, it's like, they're like the, uh, the fungi, wherever the fungi land, there's going to be more spores that grow there. Spores. Yeah, spores. Yeah, spores. Spores. And then, yeah, and he basically says that the best way to affect the human race is to uh, disease the water. Because there's no animal in the world that doesn't need water. So every single animal uses water. And then he talks about, he's basically saying, like, if you have a disease that's transferred through through touch, uh, gas, and liquid, then it would wipe out everybody. And the thing is, it's kind of interesting. He talks about how the disease would actually have to be strung out for a couple of months without any symptoms showing, so people don't know that people have that disease. So then he talks about how if it were strained out for about a week without showing any symptoms, it would give it time to spread kind of incognito. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's what yeah. he talks about. Um, what yeah, are those questions? No. Um, so, for, so it sounds like a pretty interesting book, very heavy with knowledge. You definitely have to pay yeah. deep attention to it. Yeah, it's a um, dictionary. How, uh, how long is this this book? Uh, this I think book. it's I think it's four hundred. Yeah, it looks somewhere around there. Looks um, thick. Yeah, four hundred. <laughs> yep. Two C's. Man, how long did that take you? Two years, just kidding. I don't know. 182. 182 okay, that's not too bad. It's not terrible. Yeah. Just like, I don't know why. How'd you like, how did it come months. about? Oh, I, people don't really do this anymore, but I knew we had like a project showing up, so I literally went into the library and just grabbed the book. <laughs> I was there, yeah, I was there with Thomas on this mission. But you had yep. it before. Yeah. You, you were like, I want this out. book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Uh -huh. how'd, yeah. how'd you know about it? Because the very first time I did the same exact thing and my due date ran out and so I couldn't uh, read it for a little bit. Then uh, I got it again, ran out again, got it today. I see. Okay. So what point of view is it written? Is it second First or person. First, first person, yeah. So he's basically telling the audience about his research and the research of other scientists. So, okay. So basically first and third. Yeah. As you could yeah. say, yeah. Um, so we obviously went over the basic premise um, about different uh, stories and Any medicine situations. So yeah, what are some, some, some quotes? To me, I thought it was pretty interesting when, when the scientist was looking at the liver of the test rat and he, that's like that, that phrase, phylum uh, chordata, where he, he named it what it is. Um, to me, that's the one that stuck with me the most because it just kind of shows that like scientists don't really care about classification if it's not an organism, which I mean, Bacteria is kind of weird, or not bacteria, viruses, because they're on the borderline of life and just a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then would you say, what was his tone? Um, it's pretty rigid, he just talks, he talks, he speaks pretty rigidly, just talking about what happened, that's all it is. But like, would you say that's dry, or did he have like a little bit of like, a cheeky tone to it? Was he was like... No, it, nah, it wasn't. Yeah. It seems like it's a dark kind of... Bird. Yeah, it was a little bit dark, um, yeah, it was pretty morbid, because he just... 
I don't know, he talks about, like, humans dying as if it's just, like, another lab rat. Did he use a lot of, like, big vocabulary? Yeah, yeah, I had to use the dictionary a couple times, and he was talking about, like, T-cells and C-cells, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Yes, that's what I, like, I do like about reading on the iPad, is you have that ability to just, like, click the word and look it up instead of taking the time. Because even in my book, I have some words that are very, like... Weird. Yeah, I like bet I could hard. crack the book open, find like five on two pages that yeah. like just I have no clue what they mean. Yeah, you know? it, yeah. Well, it's definitely more of like a higher. Yeah, level. I mean the guy went to college for this stuff, so. Yeah, I mean we'd help he'd be at that level, right? Yeah. Right. Um. So overall, did you like the book? I did. Yeah. If I were to like recommend it to everyone, honestly, or anyone, it'd probably be my dad because he's a nuclear engineer. He loves junk like this. So. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's a science head himself. He likes stuff like this. Okay, so then overall, if you could say one thing to the author uh, about this book, what would it be? Props on your descriptions, man. They, yeah, uh, for <laughs> like, Frank. Frank yeah, Ryan, he, you did yeah, well. He basically he just talked about the origin, and then he just talked about the life cycle of the disease, and then the symptoms of the disease, and then how it died out or got cured or if it didn't. So you would say it's pretty knowledge. Yeah, yeah, like if you want to learn a thing or two, you want a cool dinner conversation. Let's go, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. that is Virus X by Frank Ryan. I guess yeah. that is one way to become a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> millionaire millionaire success <laughs> habits. <laughs> okay. Um, so, genre, it's basically autobiography, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's all 100% real? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what autobiographies are, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean most are. Most are, but some people like lying. to flavor it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like horror movies. It's based on a true story. I tell you, everything oh, yeah. in The Conjuring did not happen. <laughs> Um, so, point of view, is it first person, is it like his actual point of view, or is he talking about other people? Um, like, no, like it's written like from his point of view, like everything is just like his life and stuff. So, so he explains his life. Yeah, like yeah. he goes from like the very beginning to like the end, and now he's like married and stuff, and it just like shows that like, before, like before he went to jail, like he was just like, he was like all the stereotypes that rappers were like, oh, they do drugs, they like break the law, they go to jail, you know what I mean? 
just like. Do you know if he has young. any kids at the moment? Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah. He has a wife? Yeah. Um, but he just like, he went to jail and then like, it's like, basically the whole premise of it is like, before he went to jail, he was just like all those bad things and then like, he went to jail and he like, actually sat down and like, changed himself and like, coming out like from prison, I don't know if you like remember like all those pictures and stuff, but he was like super fat before he went to prison and then like he came out and he was like He was like ripped. Yeah. yeah. He was like a totally different person, like smiling, like and just like his whole vibe like completely changed after prison. So, like, I just don't understand how people in prison get like ripped. Because all they have yeah, to they do is have, work out. They have nothing all the time them. in the world. I guess that's true, but it's not like they're able to like eat like 50% lean meat, you know what I mean? Like I mean, it's, if you're working out like that much yeah. and sleeping that much, your body will, yeah, your body yeah. will compensate every, you're for that. Right? I guess and they give you enough enough food to give yeah, you to like, get sufficient get nutrients. So then why would, in prison, why do they want you to get buff if like that means that they can create more rebellion? Well, you don't want the prison. They just they give you the option to like work out. Like, instead. It's if, kind of a privilege, like driving. Uh, yeah. yeah, but like, what if in prison, like, literally, they like, like, fed you so much, and like, you had to sit down, like, and like, they basically made you fat and like killed you like that way, like. I feel like that'd be yeah. more of that, that's like a, that's well, like no, a, I think like yeah. a lot of people do, do that. I think there's laws on that. Like you can't like. Well, it's more of an effective prison. Like indirectly murder somebody. Yeah. You know? Like isn't there like a law of like torture? But like when you go, that's in, like a type of torture. Oh, oh yeah, like, unreasonable yeah. torture. Yeah, or unmoral. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just because it's in the amendments doesn't mean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? I mean, I think because it's in the amendments, I think you do have to yeah. follow. <laughs> no, because there's an implied law where you can change it up because you want. That's why it's all a hoax. Yeah, it's kind oh, of a yeah. different topic, but. Yeah, okay, sorry. We can talk about this another time. Um, so, go on. Oh, um, oh, I was just going to say, like, it's just like, like his story is different from everyone else because like a lot of people do go into prison and get fat. Like it's not like, oh, everyone goes into prison fat and comes out like completely cut. Like it's like he did that. Like he decided that he was going to like make a difference and he went into jail and like literally like he would read books every day and like something he never did and like literally made himself literate because like he literally never went to school and he just like came out like a totally different person. So I think it's just like breaking all the stereotypes that everyone had against him and like he knew that those were against him too and he just like came out. I just, I just want to point out, um, so he has, uh, an ice cream on his face. Ice cream why? cone tattoo. He, like, why? Why does he have does an he, ice Yeah, cream? does he talk about that tattoo? Because it's kind of like his iconic thing, Like, you know? if we turn that over, like, look at... Like, the inside cover of the book is it, just this ice cream this, with, ta- with yeah, like, lightning coming out of it. I just want to know why he has ice cream cones on his face. I mean, like, what's symbolic? I mean, it's not like I killed three ice cream cones, you know, because, like, people do it with, like, <laughs> yeah, teardrops. So... Yeah, um, I mean, like, he did talk about his tattoos, but I don't Oh, wow, remember. there's some pictures in there. Yeah. His mugshots. Oh, dang. And, like, that's... It's, like, Gucci Mane's, like... It's just him in, like, really nice suits and, and chains smoking, smoking pot, <laughs> even though he just got out of prison. It's not his, that's his wife. Oh, she's He did look, he did this a lot of weight. So, but, like, back to the ice cream thing, like, why, like, um, do you remember? Yeah, so he, like, it's, like, he said it was an, a reminder, like, to his fans, like, of how he chose to, like, live his life. Like, he, like, he's cool as ice, like, as in, like, ice cream. 
Oh, wow. in that okay. <laughs> I would just like, I mean, I guess it's A little it's bit shallow, cooler. but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's cooler. I'd rather have an ice cream cone on my face like than like an ice cube, icy. you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I had an ice cube on my face, like. Yeah, you just have an ice cube on your face. Yeah. yeah. How many how many pages is the book? Um, uh, like 300. About 300. Okay, okay. Well, um, is there any specific... Um, Do you have any cool quotes that yeah, you heard from the book? Oh, well, just like back on the ice cream thing, like another, like I, like one of his song lyrics, like why he got the tattoo, it's like his only song lyric that I think anyone would even know. But it's like, burr, like I'm so icy. And that was like why he got the True. Oh, wow. really that tattoo. line? Yeah, literally that. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is his what? tone? Is his tone pretty serious throughout his biography? Um, no, I think so he's like, like happy. Music. Like he like no. He's like happy, like going through just everything that he's done and like I think he's like proud just proud of himself, yeah. So he like enjoyed telling it. Would you recommend this book to another person? Yeah, I would. I think it's a good book just to like realize that like not all rappers are like bad people and like you can change like no matter what you've done or what like laws you've broken or how long you've been in jail. Like you can always like come out of that and make yourself a different person and like completely change your attitude. Okay. Did he use a lot of like easy vocab or hard vocab? Um yeah, it was easy. Like it's not like yeah, he used like normal words. Yeah. It's not science book. Yeah. Um and then overall Or is there any quotes? From the book that's yeah, about? We, 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 the, the ice cream cone. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty iconic, honestly. Like, even his ad libs are like, burr, burr, burr. Like, he always says that between every single line in, like, most of his songs. Yeah, so. What's your favorite song by Gucci Mane? Um, I don't even know. I know, like, Lemonade. That's a good one. So, like, why did you pick this book? Or, like, how did you come across it, you know? Um, I just picked it because I thought it was cool, like, just reading, like, about, like, a rap, like, it's always, you never really When did see, you find like, out about that this book existed? Uh, were you walking through the ice cream shop and you were like... Yeah, and then he was just, like, on the, yeah, yeah. that's how. That's cool. <laughs> what a story. Um, Crazy. Yeah, so overall, though, you liked the book? Yeah? Yeah, it was a good book. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. If you could say one thing to Gucci Mane, what would you say to him? Um, just good life change like you really came from like the trenches and now you're just up living life happy married you know um fit all, and cold as ice right yeah, and, what you're doing. and have a book like and you're rich like good for you and you make music right and you're famous yeah, yeah. he has everything going for him living it up burr. so yeah